Hello people, uh, I hope you're well. Welcome to the second episode of the When in Yorkshire podcast. My name is Lucio, uh, thanks for joining me on this little adventure of conversations. If you've listened to the first episode, then thanks very much for coming back. Um, there's been some lovely feedback and I'm glad people really enjoyed the chat that I had with Layla and Barney of Sonic Boom 6. Um, and if you're listening for the first time and enjoy this episode, which I hope you will, then please do go back and check out the first episode. Um, it's an absolute treat. So this week's episode features my conversation with Sam Duckworth, also known as Get Cape, Wear Cape, Fly. Uh, I met Sam before his gig at the Brudenell Social Club in Leeds, which if you haven't been to um, the venue that is, then I strongly suggest you find a reason to visit. Um, it's, it's a great venue for gigs. Um, it's also... Uh, it also has a brilliant selection of beers. Um, anyway, it was, yeah, it was great to chat to Sam about his music, um, which, in all honesty, um, I came pretty late to the party for that. Um, Get Cape was a name that I was aware of for ages, um, but despite being in his early 30s, Sam's kind of been releasing music for well over a decade. Um, but I've only been listening for about five years, um, and it's an absolute treat. Um, I love it. Um, if you haven't heard anything, there's so much to dig out. Um, it's incredibly prolific. Um, and as I mentioned in this episode, to be honest, I, I still struggle to describe what genre or type of music it is. Um, it's incredibly broad. Um, and bearing, sort of barring metal, I'd probably say it covers most genres. So chances are that you, you're going to find something that catches your attention. Um, Despite Sam being short for time, we cover quite a few topics in this chat, including his thoughts on the political landscape, Brexit, um, and some of the great new artists that he recommends. Before we start this episode, I'd just like to make you aware of one of my favourite Yorkshire-based companies, um, and also very good friends of mine. That's the, the Whitby Brewery. Now, Mr Richard Wells, the director, or Grain Chieftain, as he'd prefer to be known as, uh, he'd like you to know a little bit about the brewery, and so he sent me some words. At the Whitby Brewery, we believe local is best, and that's why we set about bringing local craft brewing back to Whitby. Now you can enjoy our delicious Yorkshire ales in the brewery beer garden, enjoy a pint of Abbey Blonde, Whitby Whaler or Jet Black at our tap room on Whitby's East Cliff, just opposite the Abbey. It's open for you every day until 6pm, and now 9pm on Fridays and Saturdays. We've just been granted a license to put on plays, gigs and other events. For further details of forthcoming events, visit whitby-brewery.com or if you're an artist or musician looking for a place to showcase your talents, please do get in touch. Um, so I'd also like to add a couple of bits onto that. Uh, having visited the brewery for a party, uh, a wedding uh, in fact, is a fantastic location to responsibly enjoy their delicious beers. Um, if you can't make it to Whitby, though, they also have an online shop where you can purchase bottles of their beers uh, and also Whitby Brewery pint glasses, which are fantastic. Uh, I personally would recommend Jet Black or the IPA, or and both if you want. Um, and also, if you visit the online store, you can use a discount code when in Yorkshire all one word and get 10% off so that's a lovely treat now here's my chat with mr sam duckworth enjoy um, so i'm here with sam duckworth of get cape wear cape fly uh, at the brudenell social club oh the best venue <laughs> yeah so um 
I want to get. There's a few things I'd love to have a chat with you about. Sure. Um, I I've sort of been speaking to a few people, uh, telling them that I'm going to have a chat with you, um, okay. and sort of trying to explain to like my mum uh, what sort of music um, Get Cape Wear Cape is, and I've, I've genuinely struggled, and I think that's that's a massive compliment. Okay. I, I, yeah, hope, I, I hope you'll take it as a compliment. Well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it, genuinely, it's pretty eclectic. Um, so before I sort of try and establish what that is, um, it will sort of start from the beginning. Um, so sort of what's what's your musical sort of upbringing? Um, I sort of like to start with like your car music when you were a kid. Um, there's more radio in the car, I guess. Yeah, like okay. I, I know that when I was a kid, really young, Graceland used to be the album that helped Paul me get Simon. to sleep. Yeah, I used nice. to just kind of rock away in the chair yeah. to that. Um, awesome. And then, yeah, it's kind of... A lot of guitar-based music. My dad's a really good guitar player, and um, so we'd always have, yeah, jazz or kind of nice. like modern jazz kind of stuff on, or you know, any, anything with good guitars really. So gr- yeah. that's kind of what I grew up listening to until teenager, and then just a lot of emo. Right. Okay. A lot okay. of emo, and, and then a lot of drum and bass, and a lot of garage. It's yeah. Kind yeah. Of three. Nice, nice. And any specific emo that sort of you that stuck with you? Uh, rival schools, probably. Yeah. Still listen to a bit of Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's that kind of, you know, a lot of UK stuff, Copperbot Journals, a lot of stuff from here, Dugong, Pylon, Malloy. Yeah, yeah, nice. Bombed out records, stuff. Yeah, I love the Copperbot Journals. So yeah. I, I went to uni in Leicester and they, oh, were, cool. they were sort of local boys and worked in the music shops mm. and stuff. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That band. absolutely brilliant. Well, I'm definitely going to have to get some of that list put mm. on soon. Um, brilliant. So in, in terms of... Like your first live experience, then what? What can you remember your first gig, like what that you went to? Yeah, my, that I went to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can remember parts of a lot of first gig, like okay. a lot of gigs. I'd seen. Um, yeah, I, I remember. I think the first like rock bands I saw were like were local, really. And okay. I remember seeing Carter's yeah. Weapons and Tyler and Shoe on the Freak Scene tour. Okay, I remember yeah, that yeah. being quite an early gig and. Yeah, going up to see bands at the Army Navy in Chelmsford. Right. Like yeah. I'd go, you know, I tend to go and see a lot of household name records. There's, you know, Adequate Seven, yeah. Five Knuckle. Um, Excellent. I just, uh, yeah, I just remember the like, kind of UK independent DIY scene. Really, yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah. kind of my first as a teenager and as an adult gigs I'd go to yeah, yeah. for friends, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Really. E- Excellent. I mean, um, since uh, when we were messaging to set, set this up. Um, Having a look at some of the stuff that you're reposting on Twitter and that, mm. um, Lightyear was was one. I absolutely um, love Lightyear. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah, such a good band. Uh, absolutely, they sort of. I remember, I, I spoke to Chaz for for the podcast oh, as well. Um, what a guy! Yeah, what a um, guy. <laughs> he's there, but yeah, was, I remember. I grew up in a tiny seaside town. Um, I, I used to live in Hertfordshire, and then yep. when I was twelve, I moved to Whitby, which is okay, like yeah. the northeast coast very very small um mm. and we basically no nobody toured there ever like at all i think there was one festival which was the damned um and that was it and right. then, then it's just folk music okay. which which is awesome but as a sort of 14 15 16 mm. 17 18 year old so, you'd like you come to visit no no oh, never man. but i remember wow. I, yeah yeah I, I remember um one of my friends give, having a, a cassette mm. and uh, one side of it was um, propaganda, uh, how to clean everything, uh, and the other side was called the Weasel Clan. <laughs> and that that week was 
was one of the best musical weeks I've ever had. That yeah, was man. just discovering those two. Um, yeah, so I'm massive. Love, love the ska punk. That was huge in, in Whitby around my year. We basically used to steal the school's PA, go to a back room in a pub when we were like 15, 16, and to make a horrific noise. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. It's a very, very similar kind of journey here. It's like ska punk, yeah. same. Like that's why it's trumpets yeah, yeah. and get cape really is. Yeah. You know, for love of yeah that kind of music. Awesome. And the power of horns in. Yeah. yeah I, lo- I love it. But I love ska punk and I love funk. And yeah. I think the two things have like horns just giving you power and hooks and. Yeah. They, they had a real vibe, don't they? When done well, they yeah. had a, they had a real real vibe. Um, yeah. I mean, th- looking at your sort of back catalogue. Um, mm. I mean, you're, you're sort of early 30s, is yeah, that early right? 30s, early yeah. 30s, but a bit of a veteran. Um, <laughs> you've sort, so, of yeah. <laughs> sort of been, been going for, for pretty much as long yeah, as I can remember. Years is, yeah, April next year is 15 years. Wow, that's, that's impressive. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think you've sort of been on quite a journey in terms of from like um, Chronicles of Bohemian Teenager to, um, to Young Adult. And yeah just in the titles i guess it mm. kind of says it all um but certainly been absolutely loving young adult and there's a there's a real sort of and i don't know this is if this is reflective of how you're feeling at the moment but it's it's a very sort of settled quite a comfortable and funky vibe going on with this um how, how does that sort of equate to how you're feeling at the moment i think it's um as a person potentially not like socially in terms of the political world but I think that's part of the the direction of the record and kind of where yeah. things are at at the moment is that I want to get to convey elements of the social and political in there but yeah. at the same time I don't want it, anything to be too dour yeah, yeah you know I think I kind of want to keep a a music like a, an uplifting musical positivity to it even Absolutely. if the songs are kind of down yeah okay okay yeah, yeah. You know, so and I think it's um yeah, it's transitioning from that kind of sound in Young Adult Lent to the, the, the newer reissue we put out. There's a couple of even yeah. more direct, more kind of groove-based yeah. tracks and try and quite right. And yeah, it's about you know it's about that juxtaposition, I guess. There's a lot of that. And on the first album, it was between kind of drum and bass, yeah. like fast and slow. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this time, it's about kind of a bit more about groove and then still having that dynamic range. But yeah. Trying to keep it a little bit less fast, basically. Yeah, no, and uh, that, that, I mean that, that's definitely what I've, what I've taken from it. Absolutely loving mm. the walking bass lines and yeah, and man, the horns. They're, good, they're a good band. You, yeah, yeah. How did how did you how do you sort of select your bands? Well, these guys have we've all kind of known each other from different projects. You know, um, Linda um, plays guitar with Kate Nash. Jay's played with Kate. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Callum has played with Kate as well. Right. Callum okay. and Phil, the bass and drums, are in the band called Pocket Dragon. Okay. Callum's also in a band with Linda, the guitarist, right, and okay. with Lydia. <laughs> like everyone's Excellent. kind of in bands with each other. It's it's just like a really nice crew of people. Everyone yeah. really enjoys playing and enjoys hanging out and it means that there's none of that kind of real sense of awkwardness or social tension. It's just yeah. everyone yeah, gets yeah. on. Like everyone knows pretty much what each other's gonna do. Okay. So if there's the track you know live just kind of take a different feel a life of their own yeah like, <laughs> yeah. So, like yesterday for example we played like way faster yeah but some songs are like almost twice the length than we played the day before right like, <laughs> it's completely different but yeah yeah that's the beauty of live music though it, it is no clicks no tracks no, no nothing like that it means that we can just play yeah, and yeah. It can be a different show every day and because everyone knows each other there's that there's a sense of commonality and direction Excellent. so yeah 
I think they inevitably grow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think seven's not enough. I love playing with bigger bands, really. Yeah, yeah. Ten. And you got an even bigger bands when you get down to is it in Islington? Yeah, we're sixteen piece in Islington now, nine piece horn section. Mate, that sounds amazing. I'd love <laughs> to talk. I'd love to talk jealous. with that, but we can barely fit in one van, let yeah. alone trying to take two. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, that sounds amazing, but yeah, I, I mean, I heard bits of sound check just now, and it, it, it sounds brilliant. It really, really does. Like I say the venue's awesome and gives off a great sound. Anyway, but that bit, that being said, the songs sound great. Um, so, in, in terms of, you mentioned sort of the, there's a lot of sort of political messages within your music, um, and I think one of the things that that I've really enjoyed is whilst they are quite overt, it's not shoved down anybody's throat, and and, and I don't know if that's the delivery. Um, or, or that you've you've, you've really worked work, worked um, on, on the lyrics in that, like I say, they're very upfront, um, but it doesn't feel like preaching. It generally feels like this is my point of view, genuinely worth a listen and a consideration. Is that is that something that you're um, sort of considerate of when you're writing? I think it's something that's intrinsic to young adult as a record. Yeah, like I think tracks like What Haves are like they're so political, but. It's trying to just round the edges off of them. Yeah. Like, like what I don't want to be doing is jumping up and down, doing angry political guy with a guitar thing. Yeah, yeah. I've done that for a while, and it's fine. But yeah, I just feel that at the moment, in anyway, in my head, and like where I'm at, is that I didn't realise how beaten down people felt. And I think like Young Adult to me is a record about like actually. I think a lot of the things that we're feeling in society in terms of people being overworked and stressed and yeah. burnt out and the, the issues that are going on with the economy, they're grinding people down a lot more than I thought. You know, yeah. like from touring, I was like, wow, okay. Like, people want their political music to have an element of hope and escapism as well as being to the point. Okay, yeah, that's, that's I think that's like a point. If you feel that anger, that anger stays with you, and that's great if you make angry music, but I yeah. don't make angry music, yeah, so yeah. I can't make angry lyrics. Yeah, yeah, it's you not... Mean, I want to convey that frustration, but in a way that's... Like, VHS Rev is just so super tongue-in-cheek, because, like, yeah. breaking it down, like, every sentence is like, really deliberate. Yes. You know, and it sounds stupid, and it's supposed to sound stupid, but at the same time, it's like... The flippancy gets away with the politics. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. It's one of those things, that, and, and and the sort of the, the groove of the music as well. It draws you in, mm. and I, I am, and, and certainly for me, it sort of that that draws you in initially, and then it, it makes you want to pay attention to the lyrics and and see it through. It's kind of, the That's whole the package for me, works. You yeah, know, yeah. Like if I can get it to a point where people are into the music and then the lyrics kind of they're like, oh, what does that what yeah. does that mean? I'll have a look in the booklet or on the internet and see. Yeah, what yeah. It, what that sentence is, and hopefully people can kind of see that, yeah, there's a lot of time has gone into the phrasing and the timings, and you know, yeah. like some of the vocal takes are just like one go, you know, mm. like there's a lot of that in the records. It's yeah, yeah. It's to get the emotion rather than clean cut and and just yeah. not about overthinking it. Yeah, like I think I wanted to make a record that's very much like me, statement in time. It's it's the first Get Cape record in ages. And yeah. it felt like it needed to be a record that um, was quick. And yeah. Felt quick rather than felt overly done. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think the next record will probably be the opposite. It's probably going to be like ages in the studio, super yeah. produced and layered. And but just, I don't know. I didn't want to come back with a record that's like, da da. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to be like, all right, yeah, this, yeah. Is a, this is an update of the lyrics yeah, and yeah. of the feel. Because right. you know, I knew the moment it was getting down, it wasn't going to be the last one. It's not like yeah. a 
put an album out, disappear for ages. It's like back doing this. This is what. This, this is what you're. Life. This is what you're yeah. doing now. Yeah. This is life. So that's good to hear. I'm. Pl- I'm pleased with that. He just needed a. Re- he needed some time. I needed some time out. I probably yeah. didn't need to end the project. I probably just need to step away. Yeah. You know, in hindsight, but you know, hindsight's a funny thing, isn't it? Yeah, and, that, and that's the way it goes. You need that time to reflect and to try other stuff. And you know, for you, Recreations was was trying other stuff and. I, getting I think involved Recreations essentially is a get cake record. It's just yeah. Hold that. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. It feels like it could have easily been the next get cake. Yeah, yeah. It feels more like the the plug between the gaps between. You know, maps and a young adult. Yeah. Really. It feels like the record that kind of joins those dots. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. So, in ter- in terms of where you see this going, you said this isn't sort of this isn't a, just a, a one-off album. This is definitely something that you you've, you've got more in you. You got like we're Have playing three new songs in the set. Brilliant. Like two from the reissue of the album and one brand new one. Fantastic. Um, I think there'll be an album at some point, whether it's next year or the year after. Excellent. But like the, show, the shows are getting booked in straight away. Excellent. Like we've, we're all having a really good time. Yeah. Like With the same band? You, yeah, how we all get on really well. And, Brilliant. you know, I, I think if the more we can do, the better, really. Yeah, yeah. Like we're loving it and we're getting on and it's fun. Good. That, that's, that's really nice to hear. You hear so many bands that, you know, especially when they're kind of put together and not necessarily grown or, or sort of like formed as a band when you've got a backing band that, that kind of have that I think this band's kind of fallen into itself yeah. if that makes sense yeah. like everybody like four of the people here play in different bands but you know went to you know music you know music university together yeah you know like it's when we have the big band it's like four different countries on stage <laughs> I mean like we everyone just kind of gravitated towards each other because of you know, commonalities of friends yeah. and mutual friends and similar music. So I think it, I don't know, I didn't, I'd, it, it feels like every so often someone comes along and says, like, okay, yeah, actually, we need another, another member now. Excellent. You know, I like that kind of feel. Yeah, it's organic. So yeah. you're, not, you're not out there searching for new musicians, but they just sort of, like you say, gravitate towards the project. Yeah, and, and, and I think that as we start writing more together and working things out together in the studio, it's just going to make for better, better albums as well. Yeah. So, how much are they involved in the writing process? As each since um, the album, more and more on the tracks, really. Yeah. You know, so stru- structure, tempos, yeah. new stuff, especially like it's just, I don't know. Wh- when we play live, we don't really work out parts. I think there's motifs and stuff in the records that people pick up on, but we're mostly just doing whatever. Yeah. Which I, which I love. I think they they like doing yeah, that yeah. as well. And so it means that. I mean, recording is just best to have that, you know, those little bits of magic. You're like, okay, that's that's that bit, that's yeah. the take, you know. Excellent. So, do you, I mean, I've played in fa- fairly different bands and have different writing processes. Um, but do you sort of come to like go to a practice room? You've got the ideas and a, a basic structure and lyrics and such, and then see what other people can bring to it, or do you have a, like a, a general idea of what people are going to be playing? Well, we've got a studio in South End, so we tend to like rehearse and, and I tend to write and record in the same environment brilliant so I just come up with rough sketches of the songs and then yeah. we'll try it out record it have a listen tweak it come back nice. again do it again just nice. work in that sense really nice. just try and capture everything like some of the tracks on the album on Young Adult are just second time we'd ever played them yeah that sounds amazing Excellent. it's lovely to have that that space of your own I guess as well it gives you that freedom you're not like we've it got to be in the studio with a band this big without it yeah. there's no way like that's the key component, really, is space. Yeah, space yeah. and time. 
Yeah, because otherwise you, uh, we, we've got like six weeks in the studio, that's it, no more time than that, everything has to be done. But if, I guess if it's your own space... You can come back to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. That's amazing. Um, so sort of going back to the sort of the, the political landscape as it currently is, there's a lot of changes going on at the moment. Um, how do you see things like Brexit impacting the music industry and you know, how do you see that changing from when you started? I don't see Brexit happening. I just can't, I can't see Parliament voting it through. Yeah. I think that the government is propped up by the DUP. It's not a strong enough majority. The economic um, consequences of Brexit are so disastrous that any government that does it will lose, you know, their party will lose 10, 15 years of the ballot box. I yeah. can't see anyone in Parliament as an MP thinking, yes, like this one referendum result is worth the complete degradation of like 80% of our life, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Supermarkets, travel, you know, medicine, work, work <laughs> yes. everything, absolutely everything is just going to be impossible to be the same as it is now. And right now, yeah. it's people are pretty skinned and the economy's not healthy. Yeah. So making it worse isn't a good idea. I, I can't see it happening. I really no. can't. I think we'll have a general election in November. Yeah. You know, especially seeing today that, you know, the DUP and the way that the border conversations are happening about Brexit in yeah. islands and Northern Ireland and, you know, how fragile that, you know, ma- you know that DUP coalition majority makes the Tories. I don't know. I think there's going to be some kind of big fallout there and, it'll, you know, the deal will get voted down and we'll end up in a general election and I think then the question will be, do we want Brexit or not? Yeah. I, I don't know. I just can't, I can't see it happening. And I think that everything else that's happening, all the deregulation, all the things that are being forgotten about, all the cuts that are all being pushed through, Brexit is a convenient enough smoke screen for the dismantling of major parts of public services. Yeah. I think everything's going to have to get worse before it gets better, really, unfortunately. That's where how it I seems see it. like it's going that way, un- unfortunately. Yeah. I can't see anyone sweeping in and changing it. Democratically, it's not really possible without an election either. Yeah. And there's lots of people calling for that. Like, say, November could be a big turning point for you know Labour are pushing Europe. hard. Do you know what I mean they're pushing hard? Yeah. And they, the Tories haven't got a deal. They haven't got a plan for deal. You know, Barnier's coming back and saying, look, "Look, this is what we told you all along. Yeah. Why do you keep repeating the saying? Oh, you know, these people are pushing for this. It's yeah, like, yeah. We've told you what we can and can't do since day one." It's, you know, I think the journalistic integrity and the British media, it's not a mainstream media, you know, like conspiracy thing. It's just, it's quite obvious that our newspapers are way more biased than we thought. Yeah. On the whole. I think you you look at, you know, when Perda kicks in, you know, Labour boosts 15 points in the opinion polls because it's like suddenly things can't be span. Yeah. You know, I think there's a different debate about the Labour, you know, the Labour Party and stuff like that, but... You know, the Tories have been taking a mick and it's a mess. And, you know, so I think there will have to be an election or if there's not an election, there'll be civil unrest. And I don't think civil unrest and Brexit as a combo is exactly what Britain needs. No, uh, absolutely. I think there's so, there, I mean, I think everybody, regardless of which side people are on, I don't, I haven't seen anybody that's actually satisfied with anything that's going on and I think that that's a big telling point that if even the people who voted to leave aren't happy with what's happening then something's gone majorly well, wrong. It was an uh, unsustainable lie like everything that we were told would be the case of Brexit which is not possible 
Yeah. And I think that as soon as that happened, like people have started to change their mind because they don't want the opposite of what they were told. Yeah. Whether people like the idea of being ruled by the European Union or not, I don't think people expected it to be completely impossible to have relationships with Europe. Yeah. You know, I don't think people expected this hard Brexit as it's known. No, absolutely. Economic and social isolation, self-imposed. I can't, I can't see it happening. No, abs- absolutely. And I, um, I, s- I spoke to Dave Swallow mm. um, a while ago, and he, he pointed something out that's, uh, that that I, I wasn't aware of, and just has, r- has genuinely stuck with me. And I think it's amazing that that the EU has a Nobel Peace Prize. That I, I wasn't aware of that because the, the longest sustained period of peace. Yeah. It, and, and since like since finding that out, I just th- I think I find it mind blowing that anybody would want to deconstruct that in in any way. And it's yeah, it's I it, think it's ridiculous. I think the people that do want to deconstruct it want to deconstruct it for the economic gain of themselves and yeah. their type. And I think that leaving the EU is a push for deregulation more than it is for anything else. But with deregulation comes st- instability. And peace, you know, is a hallmark of stability, yeah. economic and social. And I think that stirring that up is not a good idea. I think that, you know, that peace prize is there because of cooperation yeah, and not division. Uh, absolutely. And I think that that's the key thing is to see unity yeah. in, in any shape or form has to be a positive and why people would want to break that up is, is absolutely beyond me. But we shall see what, we shall see what happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so back back to the music. Mm. Um, is there anybody that at the moment that's causing any sort of real waves for you? Anybody sort of in the in the underground scene? That I know you've sort of got very varied. I know you're into your hip hop and stuff like that. Is there, is there anybody that's you've discovered recently that you feel deserve a shout out? Yeah, we got um, Lydia Kitto's out on tour with us. Yeah. With Pocket Dragon are a band, and she's brilliant. Yeah, you know she's well good. Like, almost like Jill Scott, early Jill Scott kind of soulful. Nice, you know, a bit of an edge to it. L- I love Jordan Macampo. Okay, yeah. I went to see him in um, a, a neighbourhood festival in Manchester. I've okay. seen him a few times before. Yeah, no, I'm not aware of that. Absolutely amazing voice, great singer songwriter, great storyteller. Children of Zeus records really good. Okay, just kind of soul hip hoppy kind of feel. Nice. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of good stuff going on at the moment. You know. I'm, uh, Listen to a lot of dance music. The new Breaker GP is wicked. It's like old okay. school jungle, like really like hard. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, like wait, you know, free, free AM, but like old school jungle. So right. that's, that's really good. It's well worth listening to. Okay, very nice, excellent. Well, I'll uh, I'll leave you to to get back to touring life. Um, sound check sounded awesome. Thank you very yeah, much for taking tonight. this. Um, have you got one minute to do a very quick quiz? Yes, I have. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so the answers Always can either be. Yorkshire okay. or not Yorkshire. So right. you're deciding whether what I say is exclusive to Yorkshire or not. Okay. Okay. So Welshmen are banned from entering the city before sunrise and must leave before sunset. So Yorkshire or not Yorkshire? Yeah. Not Yorkshire. Not Yorkshire. Cheshire. Is it? Yeah. Um is it legal for a public? Uh, sorry, it is illegal for a public house owner to permit a person to be drunk on his premises. Yorkshire or not Yorkshire? 
That can't be Yorkshire. Not Yorkshire. It is Yorkshire. Is it? I've it is Yorkshire. Oh, there are there are many many illegal publicans at the moment. Oh um, dear. <laughs> uh, if someone knocks on your door needing to use the toilet, you must let them enter. Yorkshire, not Yorkshire. It does sound very Yorkshire. Yorkshire people are really. Are really nice, but I'm going to go with not Yorkshire. Not Yorkshire, Scotland. Is it? Scotland, there we go. Ah. Um, it is legal to murder a Scotsman. I'd say not Yorkshire, but I mean, I don't know. Do they need the toilet? <laughs> that one is Yorkshire, is specifically it? York, so long as they're carrying a bow and arrow. Okay, so a Scotsman with a bow and arrow in York is yeah. A marked man. Open, open target. Oh dear, open target. Yeah. Fact. That's interesting to know. Yeah, nearly done. Uh, it is legal for a male to urinate in public as long as it is on the rear wheel of his motor vehicle and his right hand is on the vehicle. I say not Yorkshire. Not Yorkshire. Full UK. Yeah, Any, anywhere. That, yeah. Anywhere. Uh, in July 2013, so this is recent, a law was passed that states it is illegal for adult children not to visit their parents often and they must also attend to their parents' spiritual needs. Yorkshire, not Yorkshire. That doesn't sound like Yorkshire. It's not. China. Is it China? China. I think that's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. (laughs) Although spiritual needs is slightly vague, but I love it. Um, It is illegal to drive with an uncaged bear. I think that's Yorkshire. It is Missouri. Is it Missouri? Specifically, yeah. so well, next time you're in Missouri, if you have your bear with you, make, make sure, sure it's the caged. Bear is uncaged. <laughs> um, so, a law still exists from the Middle Ages that requires all males over the age of 14 to be trained in shooting a longbow. I think seeing that if you're in York and you're a Scotsman and you're carrying a bow and arrow, you're going to get shot. I think this is probably Yorkshire. Yeah. I see. I like the logic. I like the logic, but it's full UK. Ah, full well, UK. So, I don't know about you, <laughs> but you might you might need to get up your longbow skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, two left. There still exists a law that was in um, instated in the 1800s that states a husband is allowed to beat his wife, but only once a month. Um, I don't think that's Yorkshire. No. Arkansas. Is it? Oh, yeah. And finally. Good, yeah. Finally, it is illegal to flush a toilet after 10 p.m. Yeah, that sounds like something people would get apathy about around here. Yorkshire? <laughs> no, Switzerland. How oh, is it? The entirety oh. of Switzerland. Oh. So just be that beware. Me. Beware it when you're so clean in Switzerland. That must be why. <laughs> there we go. So yeah, thank you very much. Thank Welcome you. to Thanks Yorkshire, and it's been a pleasure. So there it is. That was Sam Duckworth of Get Cape, Wear Cape, Fly. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I had a great time again. Uh, all of these conversations have been fantastic um, and that was really great to, to catch up with Sam. Um, if you have the chance to see him live, full band or solo, I strongly recommend it. I know that he's um, gonna, he's got just released a few dates for next year for Independent Venue Week. Um, get involved in that. You know, it's, a, it's a great cause as well, supporting local live music. The venues all over the country and Sam's making an effort to get around quite a few of those throughout that week so do check that out and also check out his back catalogue pretty much everything on there is is worth listening to multiple times i there's stuff for pretty much everybody as as i've said um and 
next week we have another fantastic guest coming up i will let you know of that shortly um sticks with the kind of ska punk theme um that started last week i know we discussed a little bit in this one sam's a big fan um and the guy that we speak to is is an absolute hero so yeah thanks very much for joining me um good night